Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I couldn't possibly pass up an opportunity to address this important topic. If you may remember, superstar Angelina Jolie's shocking decision to obtain a preventative bilateral mastectomy drew great attention and headlines towards the gene cancer testing that more women are contemplating to prevent breast cancer, the most common cancer in women in the United States. When my own sister was diagnosed with breast cancer several years ago, I watched her experience each phase of this taxing illness with a very different patient perspective. One of the things I learned is that people are still confused surrounding breast cancer gene testing. My sister's general surgeon attempted to seek insurance approval for her to get gene testing given her rather young diagnosis in her 40s, but was denied. My sister was baffled. Why would the insurance companies deny such an important piece of information that can possibly help her and her other sisters given her young age of diagnosis with breast cancer? Well, it's not always so simple. Let me explain what the process of breast cancer gene testing really entails. First of all, the most commonly involved and most familiar breast cancer genes are the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes that you may have heard of. This sort of gene testing can be performed on blood, saliva, or even cheek swabbing. The challenge? There are hundreds of genes involving these two mutations that have been discovered. Therefore, obtaining a complete test for all the involved possibilities can really cost up to $4,000. So if patients meet certain criteria, however, insurance companies may cover up to 90% of the testing cost. What may be less costly and more simple, however, is if you already have an identified gene in another relative in which testing can be more targeted and therefore much less costly. Besides this BRCA gene testing, further testing involving large genomic rearrangements, or what we refer to as LR for short, may be considered, especially in people of Latin American, Caribbean, and Middle Eastern descent who are at higher risk of testing positive. So before we dive deeper into this topic, it's important to note that not everyone should have gene testing. First, let's learn what populations may truly be at higher risk of developing breast cancer and may possibly consider gene testing. First, those with a first-degree relative with breast cancer, most especially with multiple first-degree relatives with breast cancer. First-degree really refers to those that are closest to you, like your parents and your siblings. Those with a family history of male breast cancer. Those with a family history of both breast and ovarian cancer. Those with a known family member with a positive breast cancer gene. Those at younger age of onset of diagnosis, typically below age 50. Recurrent breast cancer in the same patient. Bilateral breast cancer. And Ashkenazi Jewish ethnicity. So patients who desire genetic testing should strongly consider both pre- and post-genetic testing because it may be one of the most complex medical decision-making processes of their life. And getting tested and basing any decisions on this testing would truly require expertise and counseling in this not-so-easy-to-understand field. Most hereditary breast and ovarian cancer genes, which often run in families together, involve one of the two specified genes that we discussed, the BRCA1 and BRCA2. But most patients who undergo genetic testing do not have a mutation. That's right. 
most breast cancer is not hereditary. Hereditary breast cancer is uncommon compared to sporadic diagnoses. But if given your personal history and your family history, your physician deems you at a higher risk, being referred to a board-certified genetic counselor should be the very first step in the testing process. A genetic counselor will likely obtain a detailed family and pedigree history, often at least one or two generations back, including both maternal and paternal families. Then they will review mathematical models of risk assessments with potential gene involvement based on your family and your personal history. Now, genetic testing is not exactly cut and dry. The repercussions of determining potential gene involvement in a patient may be greater than you think and involve complex medical decision-making based on statistics and potentially an overburden on a patient who may never have to combat this illness even if testing positive. So, it's important to think of the following scenarios before you consider genetic testing. For instance, what happens if you do test positive for a breast cancer gene? It doesn't mean that you will actually develop cancer. Many people carrying genes will never display their effects. Will it change you and your doctor's medical decision-making in the following instances? Let's say you have a high-risk gene, or a medium-risk gene, or even a low-risk gene was found. If it wouldn't change your management, ask yourself why get tested in the first place, especially if it will cause more harm than good, that is more psychosocial distress. And then on the flip side, what happens if the genetic testing is negative? Will you rest easy? Or will you feel survivor guilt within your family that could diminish your mental health? This is something that's been reported in patients who test negative. Here are some of the reasons to consider if you have an inconclusive or a negative testing result. First, the testing you obtained may not have included the gene that's actually involved. Or, the testing you obtained may not have been capable of testing the gene involved. The gene involved may be sporadic and not inherited. There may be an identified gene mutation whose significance is really unclear. And, the gene involved may simply be a normal variant and not necessarily anything malignant. These are all very possible scenarios for which to prepare yourself because they can happen. So what if your testing is ultimately inconclusive? Will you continue further and further testing as the proximate steps in quest for an answer to a question that may never be concrete? Will you have to pay out of pocket for this further costly testing? The bottom line. If you are considering breast cancer gene testing, ask your doctor for a referral to a genetic counselor for both pre- and post-genetic counseling. The type of testing you pursue, its limitations and considerations and cost, interpretation of the results, and decision-making after obtaining the results really requires great knowledge and expertise to sort through. My advice? Don't attempt this complex and potentially emotional journey all on your own. Share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us at the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages, and you can even find me on Pinterest. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice, and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. I hope you have a very healthy week until next time.